This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Thursday afternoon, August 19th, 2021. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the WBBM Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Rob Hart in for Cisco Cotto. The tight job market is forcing employers to cut individual deals to attract workers. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, a lot of attention is being focused on Federal Reserve policy and its potential impact on the recovering economy. We're joined by Diane Swank, Chief Economist, Grant Thor. Thornton, based in Chicago. Diane, thanks for joining us once again on WBBM. Uh, the progress in the job market appears to be uh, nudging uh, the Fed governors to possibly uh, taper off its bond-buying program that was ramped up as the economy fell off the cliff in March of 2020. How is that going to impact things uh, uh, moving forward? Is that going to uh, slow down the pace of economic expansion? Well, it's important to remember that the bond buying program, they're talking about tapering purchases, which means they're not adding, they're not buying as much, but they're still buying. And so it's not as much hitting the brakes as lifting the foot off the accelerator. And in terms of their bond buying and mortgage-backed security program, um, buying program, it seems that it's past time to do that, even with the Delta variant out there. The question is, the, the caveat for the Fed is the uncertainty around whether or not the spillover effects of the Delta variant to developing economies, China getting much hit much harder by this wave than other waves. Um, many developing economies that escaped other waves being hit by the Delta variant, adding to those supply chain, global supply chain shocks, but also demand shocks, that could come back and come back to the Federal Reserve because the Federal Reserve is effectively the central bank to the rest of the world. And so I do think they want to move forward. There is a strong consensus building to move forward on tapering of asset purchases, but and they'd like to have them open over with in by mid 2022 that's their ideal scenario but that also is contingent on us not having this kind of financial meltdown that we did in March of 2020 i think that's unlikely but that's what the Fed is sort of hedging its bets against at the moment. As someone who experiences, if you're someone who experiences the economy just in terms of going to the store or maybe getting a new job or negotiating a raise or not having to worry about layoffs, what does the uh, Fed bond purchasing program mean to you? Probably not a whole lot, to be honest with you, given um, other things that are going on in the economy and the um the fact that even though the U.S. is suffering really bad outbreak of the Delta variant, we still have the reserve currency of the world and people are still buying our bonds. So um, it probably won't mean much in terms of lower interest rates. The real issue is what happens going forward in terms of inflation and do wages keep pace with inflation? Does inflation abate as the Fed expects or does the Fed have to fight an unwanted 
sustain persistent surge in inflation. We've never done this. There's no roadmap to reopening a $20 trillion economy at once and then hitting another setback that disrupts both the global supply chains, and, and that means the stuff coming into the country, which bids the prices up, and demand at the same time. And in fact, it's kind of a flip of a coin on whether or not inflation will be persistently higher than we'd like in 2022, or we could see demand hit harder than many expect. And even with the disruptions to global supply chains, all of a sudden inventories are rebuilt and you'll see some price cutting out there, which is not what most expect. But that's what the Fed's having to walk that edge. And as you know, consumers out there right now, we don't like the inflation. It's hard, particularly at the gas pump and in grocery stores. These are real things that hurt us as consumers. But it's important to keep a larger perspective on you know, that was more the residual of trying to reopen this unprecedented size of our economy all at once. Now we're getting set back. And what does that mean, both globally and in our own backyard? Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Diane Swank, Chief Economist, Grant Thornton, based in Chicago. Coming up, cutting a free agent deal with your new boss. Conversation that's on the money. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Job seekers are holding a lot of power these days as employers in multiple industries struggle to find good help. We welcome in Rick Cobb, Executive Vice President, Keystone Partners, based in Chicago. Rick, thanks for joining us today. And it sounds like, uh, given the uh, degree to which uh, uh, people are in demand and employers are in need of people, uh, that you can channel your inner LeBron James if you want to take your talents to South Beach or to the South Side. Well, LeBron James had a job and could decide whether he wanted to keep it or go elsewhere. This is a little bit different. Uh, so with that in mind, it's important to remember the process. You want the job offer. If you don't have the job offer, you're negotiating something that hasn't been extended. It's sort of like saying, you know, I, I would never marry you because you smoke. Well, this is the first date. Who, who cares? You know, you have to get to the offer first before you start to negotiate. And what are some things that people are negotiating once they get to that offer stage? Sure. So the, the one that's been certainly most topical is the work from home or some sort of hybrid, uh, which is to say you know, that, that I want to be able to the work that I do is something that I can do from home. Uh, and that typically comes from either having done it successfully and gotten used to it, or just having done it, whether you've got whether you've done it successfully or not, and not wanting to go back. So the, you have to think about as the as the employee, the potential employee, you have to think about what it is that you're negotiating for. Um, often, what we experience in our previous job, we think when we leave that, we leave the problems. But many jobs have a lot in common, and the problem is still there. What is it? Is it your job? Is your relationship to your direct reports? Is it the, the pace of work? Is it the, the hours that you work, et cetera? So you have to think about whether work from home is going to be the solution for you and what are the trade-offs. That means you have to understand the culture. There's a lot of preparation. So people are negotiating work from home. Uh, they're, they're negotiating uh, a more flexible schedule in general. Perhaps if it's not work from home, it's a more flexible uh, schedule in terms of working four days as opposed to five, uh, going for longer day, longer periods during the days that they're working because they may have uh, child care or elder care responsibilities. They may look for either more guaranteed compensation or less guaranteed compensation. More if uh, 
you feel like you have the leverage to ask for a higher rate because of the skill sets that you're bringing and how much in there in demand, what's the going rate for me? Less if you're uh, a sales function person who's going to make more money by being able to be compensated on performance, uh, the way that works. And I think the other there's a there's a ton of other things. I don't think that bringing your hibachi to your cubicle or asking to bring your dog is probably the best way to go. There's too many legal and social issues that get in the way of that. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to cross off, uh, can I bring my big green egg to work uh, <laughs> on my list of uh, possible uh, workplace perks in the future? Rick Cobb, uh, Executive Vice President, Keystone Partners, based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. But the hibachi, that's a low impact, relatively speaking. Up next, robots that can move like human athletes. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Technology Thursday, and in this segment, we're exploring the latest generation of robots, which can be seen in a video navigating an obstacle course. Joining us now on the McGrath Lexus business line is Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. The uh, video of the Boston Dynamics Atlas robots is pretty striking. Uh, it is a robot that is running and leaping and jumping over obstacles. But, Paul, what is the uh, the end game for this technology outside of uh, becoming the best competitor on American Ninja Warrior ever? Well, it depends on whether or not you're a glass half full, glass half empty guy. To me, this is not Technology Thursday. This is Horror Flick Thursday. <laughs> um, <laughs> I looked at that video uh, of the Boston, Boston Dynamics Atlas robots uh, navigating what's a, a parkour course. Anybody who's not familiar with parkour is basically um, parkour is a, a way to negotiate and jump through places that are naturally occurring in the streets, for example, basically jumping over obstacles. These, these, anybody who's thinking, you know, or envisions robots that assemble cars or something like that, to your point, they have to readjust after they look at this video. Basically, the, the, the robots are doing backflips. They're going on beams like, like a gymnast might. Um, they're doing all kinds of things which adapt. It's not just a planned, canned routine. It's the robot negotiating its environment using cameras that see its environment. So, what scared me about it, um, back to the horror flick theme here, is that it's amazing how agile these robots have become. Uh, the, immediately what your mind leaps to is the idea of soldiers or police officers who are robots um, chasing you down. Because, you know, don't, don't steal the apple from the fruit cart, you know, because this thing is going to get you. Um, it's really quite striking to watch. The literal RoboCop and not just uh, Peter Weller. <laughs> That's exactly right. In fact, what's what's now the thing that's exciting about it, of course, is that if you're imagining, uh, for example, uh, you know, firefighters uh, going into an environment that obviously is very uh, dangerous for human beings, and an army of firefighting robots uh, could potentially is guided by humans, as these are, by the way, you can look through a camera lens at what the robot is seeing. Fantastic, you know, or, or bomb, you know, bomb diffusers and that sort of thing. Anytime you have a place where you need to avoid. Uh, injury to a human being, a robot could be a great replacement. But, you know, watching the agility of these things, and they are making adjustments. As you watch, they actually, they, a couple of them wobble at a moment and then adjust. This is, a, this is something that is truly adapting to its environment, which is what, what makes it so new. 
Well, thanks for joining us uh, this afternoon. Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media, former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Still ahead on this Technology Thursday, the top gadgets for students who are heading back to school. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stern and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Chicago police officer Ella French is saluted for her service and mourned during her funeral on the city's southwest side. In our Technology Thursday segment, we take a look at the best and coolest gadgets for students this fall. The home equity line of credit can be a way to finance major expenses. We'll get advice on how to best utilize that financial tool. WBBM Business, the market. Markets are mixed. The Dow is down 109 points. The Nasdaq up 32. The S&P 500 is up 2. AccuWeather says very warm and humid with sunshine and some clouds. Scattered thunderstorms, though, across the Chicago area, including on the southwest side right now. Today's high 87. We have 82 degrees at 1231. And topping our news at the half hour, Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Police Superintendent David Brown were among the mourners today at the funeral for Chicago Police Officer. Sir Ella French killed in the line of duty 12 days ago. Cardinal Blaise Supich offered his condolences to the police department. To you, members of law enforcement here in Chicago and beyond, we stand with you as you grieve the loss of Officer French. And we pray with you for the recovery and healing of Officer Carlos Yanez. Thousands of uniformed officers from Chicago and other departments around the region and around the country were lined up both inside and outside the St. Rita Chapel at 76th and Western. It's 12.32. The Noon Business Hour continues, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Markets are mixed today. We're joined by Art Hogan, Chief Market Strategist, National Securities in New York. Art, thanks for joining us once again. Uh, it's that old uh, Fed uh, Fed anxiety that's uh, given the market the jitters today. Yeah, to a certain extent. I think that um, if, the, in fact, the Fed uh, is going to taper their monthly purchases of uh, fixed income assets, it's been pretty well telegraphed. So I'm not sure that anything that we're learning about the Fed over the last few days that have caused this renewed taper angst 
um, really should surprise us. And as a matter of fact, I think that if we're at a point in time where the Fed feels comfortable enough, having made significant progress towards their goals, we'd rather see them get out of the way and let this uh, let this economy sort of run on its own. So I think it's more a fact that, uh, you know, over the course of the month of August, we had just a slow grind higher. We've had 49 new highs in the S&P 500 over the course of this year. We had five days of new highs in a row for the S&P and the Dow. And I just think you get to a certain point where investors look for reasons to take some profit. So that's okay. I think that's exactly what's happened over the course of the last three days. Um, and that seems to be moderating a bit today with some uh, green on the screen in both the NASDAQ and the S&P. And the Dow seems to be the only real laggard. Goldman Sachs cut the economic growth forecast for the current quarter to 5.5% from 9% last night. Uh, is that strictly uh, the Delta variant, or is that just a matter of uh, looking at uh, all of the indicators and just coming to the conclusion that it's it's still growth, but it's not 9% growth? Yeah, I think it's I think it's more the former than the latter. And I think the, the way to look at that is, you know, we were at a pretty steady clip on this reopening pace. Uh, first and second quarters certainly came in pretty well um, in both economic growth and earnings. And lo and behold, this Delta variant certainly is throwing a monkey wrench into that, both domestically and globally. So what you really have to calculate is how uneven the recovery will be and, and, and how quickly we get back to normal on a post-pandemic level when you factor in things like the countries that are putting you know new lockdowns in and new restrictions in, and certainly some states that have to do the same thing in the United States. So I think what happens then is that pent-up demand for goods and services gets pushed out. I don't think it gets destroyed, but I think it gets pushed out into later quarters. And, and what will likely happen because of this is the and, and because of some of the shortages of things like semiconductor chips and, and automobile companies not being able to produce is demand for things gets stretched out into 22 and 23 that might have been satiated in 21. So I think that while the recovery may be a bit shallower and in the, in the second half of this year, I certainly think it's, it's going to be elongated by the fact that we're pushing out some of that um, demand satiation uh, for all all types of things. Meanwhile, in the uh, much maligned retail sector, uh, Macy's is going great guns, and it appears that more people are actually going into stores to uh, to buy things as opposed to doing it online. Yeah, so many mixed messages in the retail front this week, right? So we kick things off and. And Home Depot came out and disappointed. Then Lowe's came out the next day and it did much better. And lo and behold, here we have Macy's coming in with uh, blockbuster numbers. They're really a turnaround story here. But clearly, you know, investors were impressed with the, the steps they've taken to reinvent themselves. They've they've shut a lot of stores. They, they're no longer uh, sort of in a place where they have too many square feet. And I certainly think that is one thing. So they've reinvented themselves. Their omni-channel is working much better, and they're and they're starting to sell things that people actually want. So, you know, closing a lot of stores and, and taking some of that hard medicine over the last couple of years certainly seems to be paying off, and investors love the report they put out today. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Art Hogan, Chief Market Strategist, National Securities, based in New York. Coming up next in Technology Thursday, a review of the best back-to-school tech products. Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Technology Thursday as students head to campus for the new academic year. There are some new gadgets and gizmos that can make the school 
Uh, it makes school a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Joining us now in the McGrath Lexus business line is Jennifer Jolly, the Tech Life columnist for USA Today and founder and editor in chief of Techish.com, based in San Francisco. Jennifer, thanks for joining us today. And uh, we have come a long way from uh, the late 90s <laughs> when uh, you would see people lined up to get into their dorm room uh, carrying iMacs or maybe the uh, four CD changer stereo. Uh, everything is a lot smaller and more compact uh, in Back to School 2021. Boy, it sure is. I remember having that Discman. Remember the Sony Discman? Oh, my, how times have changed. Yes, and if, if, <laughs> if anyone sure. or anything walked past, past the Discman, uh, it started skipping. That's what I remember about the Discman. Yes, yeah. Well, now you have a just-released Yoga Tab 13. It is a portable tablet with a kickstand. It doubles as a sturdy hanger. That's from Lenovo. It charges, stays charged up all day, backs up in minutes. Wonderful for streaming. And then also just released from Lenovo, a smart clock, too, with a Google Assistant. This is a vibrant four-inch touchscreen that shows the time, the weather, family photos. You can use it as a personal assistant to keep track of classes and assignments or play music to study or help you sleep. It even has a nightlight on it, so it's perfect for a dorm room. And uh, then there's also the uh, the concession to uh, life post 2020, the Air Cave portable antiviral <laughs> air sanitizer, so that uh, can uh, kill COVID 19 in your dorm room. Yes, in your dorm room, in your office, in a car, on the bus, in your bedroom, uh, it kills airborne SARS CoV 2. That's the virus that causes COVID 19. It kills all kinds of other nasties like the flu or E. coli. Using a micro lightning plasma tech, it is safe for home, work, and on the go. And it's the size of a travel mug. It's tiny. Stays charged up for about four hours, or you can just leave it plugged in, and it cleans the air in a hundred foot uh, radius around you. And the amazing thing to me is that one of the uh, mo- the hottest uh, tech gadgets is a name you don't necessarily associate with high tech, and that is Polaroid. Oh, my gosh, the Arcade 1-Up, the Polaroid at-home instant photo booth. You know, I'm so old, I keep saying phone booth and don't even realize I'm saying phone (laughs) booth. No, no, we don't have those anymore. It's photo booth. This is that life of the party gadget. It's You hang it on a wall, a door, prop it up. It's it's about two feet high, just under two feet wide. And it basically takes a front-facing photo of you, and then you can dress it up with filters, stickers, text, and borders, even write out your own message on it, hit print, and you get one of those tiny little photo strip retro-looking photos right then and there. I mean, huge life-of-the-party gadget. Everything is so small now. It does make me wonder, you know, what move-in day is like, because back way back in the 90s, that was when I, my freshman year move-in day, uh, you had to carry in all of these crates of CDs and VHS cassettes, <laughs> and all of this stuff is now on these devices that are about the size of a Kleenex box. So what do people move in the, do, bring in on, on move-in day? Is it just more clothes? Well, they do bring some clothes. They bring in a lot of things to upgrade that kind of dark, dingy den of a dorm room. Uh, They bring things like smart lights, maybe a smart vacuum. Uh, These whole, like these TikTok gadgets are huge. They always bring some kind of backup device. uh, And it's 
so teeny tiny, you can fit it right in a wallet, SanDisk Ultra Micro SD card. They even have one of those just for Chromebooks these days, waterproof, temperature-proof, x-ray-proof, magnet-proof, life-proof, student-proof, no more computer-ate-my-homework excuses. So, yeah, about the biggest thing you're going to see being carried into a dorm room these days is probably a pizza box. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Jennifer Jolly, Tech Life columnist for USA Today, joins us this time tomorrow for Entrepreneur Friday and still to come a primer on the home equity line of credit. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. A home equity line of credit is a way to finance a large expense such as a home remodeling project. Let's learn how it works with the help of Tony Ogorek, the founder of Ogorek Wealth Management in Buffalo, New York. Tony, thanks for joining us today. Uh, very quickly, what's the difference between the, the line of credit and a home equity loan? Well, line of credit functions, Rob, like a credit card. Uh, and you typically are going to end up having to pay uh, uh, interest on it. There's going to be a loan uh, window of maybe five to ten years that's available. And, you know, as you write checks against it, you know, you can uh, uh, use that for whatever you need. Uh, there is no um, payback period, you know, wh- which is required uh, during that drawdown period. After that, then you're going to be looking at anywhere from a, a 10 to 20-year um, payment period. But I think what's most important for people uh, is if you think you're going to have some instability in your job, go and get a home equity line of credit uh, because it's going to allow you to, you know, hopefully survive until you get your next position. And and if you have higher uh, credit card balances or things where they're charging a lot of interest, these things have very low interest rates. You know, as long as you've got equity in your house and typically, you know, they'll allow you to take maybe up to 80% of the equity value um, as, a, as, as a loan. If you use this for a home improvement project, uh, do you have to think about you know the, the size and scope of that home improvement project and whether or not the eventual sale price of your home will uh, cover your home equity line of credit when you do sell? Well, you know, again, you don't want to be upside down, which means upon the sale of your house minus commissions, uh, you know, you're going to be owing more money than uh, than you got for the house. So. Uh, I think the typical traps, you know, people fall into is just trying to um, drain as much equity out of the house as they can and then spend it on lifestyle types of things. If you're making improvements to your home, you know, with the expectation that you're going to be selling, getting a higher price, or that you're going to be enjoying what's happening, you just have to be, you know, uh, cognizant of the fact that on your street, in your neighborhood, houses are only going to go for a certain value uh, as long as you stay under that, you should not have any trouble. And very quickly, this is a uh, a time in which uh, a lot of people may find that their home equity is pretty uh, uh, substantial, thanks to the run-up sure. in home prices. Um, what right. is a, a prudent number to borrow against on a percentage basis uh, of, of of that equity? Well, you know, typically, they're going to give you 80 to 85%. They're going to say that's what you can do. I personally think it's a function of cash flow, and they're going to look at how much outstanding debt you've got. Uh, bottom line is rates are very low, so money's very cheap. Uh, but at the end of the day, you have to be able to, you know, to make those payments. So, you know, if it were me, uh, I'd probably leave a little room and probably not go above, you know, 70% or so of the uh, loan-to-value on your home. Thanks for joining us. Tony Orgoric, founder of Orgoric Wealth Management in Buffalo, New York. You'll find past programs and later today a podcast a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com and on the Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.